Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming full moon on August 11th, 2022, around 8.36 p.m. Central Standard Time. So at the beginning of the podcast, I always like to remind you all that I study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is an Eastern study originating in India, and it's different than the Western tropical astrology that we're typically introduced to in the West. So if you'd like to learn more about the difference between Western astrology and Vedic astrology, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media, and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded there that will share more about the difference um, between these two systems of astrology. And if you would like to calculate your Vedic sidereal birth chart so that you can see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth, go to my website, click on offerings, and then chart to calculate your birth chart. And there are also some resources there that will help you to decipher it. So getting into this cycle, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I always like to kind of take a second and check in and (laughs) I wish, you know, sometimes I could see you all or hear how things are going for you. I remember on the previous podcast on the August horoscope, I was sharing that my life was just kind of really hectic and it feels similar. (laughs) Things are kind of grounding down a bit and I feel really, really fortunate in so many ways. Um, just kind of like reestablishing, you know, when things kind of become uprooted, it takes some time to kind of ground and, um, anchor in a bit. My teacher Rishi is coming this week. He's coming on Monday and he'll be with me for a few days. And so that's going to be a really amazing experience. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really grateful. Then after that, my best friend is coming from Colorado to stay with me. So I've got some exciting things to look forward to. I'm just kind of like waiting out this Mars and Aries period. I'm wondering how you all are (laughs) doing with that. So We will talk more about Mars in this podcast. So if you have been feeling that intensity, um, we're ready for a shift, which will bring, you know, comfort to some of us, but it will obviously bring some intensity to others. And we'll get into that. So again, we have this upcoming full moon in Danishta Nakshatra on August 11th. And so remember that we have the signs. We have Aquarius, Pisces, Scorpio, Libra. And then within the sign, we have smaller segments that we measure for the nakshatras. So nakshatras are essentially just more specific segments of the sky to get an even more clear result. And Danishta spans between Capricorn and Aquarius, but this full moon is going to take place in the sign of Capricorn. So it is going to have this a very grounded, earthy energy to it. And so Capricorn in general is the sign of finances, economy, structure. It is routine. It's a very serious sign, very, again, earthy, practical. It's this really no-nonsense type of sign. And the nakshatra of Danishta has this association to sacred sound, It has an association to the drum or a hollow instrument. So when I think about Danishta, I think about rhythm and cycles, um, something that stays consistent 
because that's like the power of a drum, right? The beat of the drum keeps time. It keeps movement. It kind of holds together the rest of the music, so to speak. So there's this like really grounded, earthy quality to rhythm. And of course, when I think about the sign and this, um, you know, when I think about this nakshatra, I also think about wealth and I think about value quite a bit as well. Danishta is ruled by Mars. So there is this hot element to it. There is this um, spark, passion, the ability to be perseverant, which again comes with consistency. But it's important to remember that it is Mars, so it does come with this intensity with it as well, which we will talk about a little bit later on. So the full moon in general is a time of release and letting go. Whenever we have a full moon, the moon is receiving as much light from the sun as it can. So it becomes very full and very luminous. Um, if you want to step outside on the evening of August 11th to see the bright full moon, you will certainly find it. And this is the time where once the moon reaches its full capacity, it's time for that cycle to release, you know, shed itself. And so from here, the moon will continue to wane. The light will be stripped from the moon as it makes its way back to its state of darkness, to its new moon state. So this is why the full moon is a time of that release and letting go. So you guys know me, I love to talk about routine and consistency. And so we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about that, but I'm going to offer some other insights as well. But what I think about immediately when I think about letting go and shedding layers and release in this nakshatra specifically, I think it's a wonderful opportunity to look at our rhythm. You know, what keeps our daily rhythm? We wake up, we turn off the alarm clock or our phone, we go to the bathroom, brush our teeth, you know, whatever. We move through our day and then maybe we stay up until 2 a.m. watching YouTube and then we wake up exhausted and do it all over again, right? There, we may have some type of rhythm like that where there may be some adjustments that need to be made or maybe it's completely fine. You know, maybe you're alive in its rhythm. There is no improvement needed, but for myself and I would assume the vast majority of us, there can always be something added or taken from our daily rhythm that will help us become closer to attaining our goal. So really be thinking about your daily rhythm and what your habits are, your routine is like, and if there's anything that is worth letting go of. And this is a very powerful time to contemplate value and what you find valuable in your life. And if you treat it as if it's valuable, you know, sometimes we'll have something in our life that is a very high value and maybe we forget, you know, maybe we start taking it for granted or, um, Maybe we have things in our lives that we value and we really cherish it every day, but it's an opportunity to look at what is valuable in our life, what we have already in our life that is of value to us, and how are we consistently taking care of it to ensure its growth, you know, or are there some like negative habits there that could be released? And finally, are we working for what we want a little bit every day? 
what is valuable in our life when we really think of our life in the grand scheme when we think about the next five years 10 years 15 years what is in our life now that is of value that we can continue to harbor and cherish and grow what is something that we value in the future that we have not yet attained that we can begin consistently working on you know maintaining that rhythm daily to work towards it you know life really is about rhythm and consistency and i talk a lot about this to people who work with me if it's in the coaching program if it's in one-on-one sessions i always talk about the importance of consistency consistency is the key (laughs) it's true in my opinion it's Consistency can either wreck our lives or it can completely build our lives. And it could be something as big as working out every day or drinking enough water every day or um, doing a little bit of something that you love every day, practicing drawing, you know, making 20 minutes undivided attention with your kiddo, something consistent every day. Um, But it could also be our sadhana and spiritual practice. There are you know, how we are introduced to spiritual practice, I feel there isn't a lot of room for true consistency. You know, we may meditate every day or we may do yoga every day. And in that space, I think it's very important to make time for meditation every day that is the same. And I really learned the value of this through my Ashtanga practice. And so if some of y'all aren't familiar with Ashtanga, Ashtanga is a set sequence of yoga practice. You, you do the same thing every time. And through this path, I learned that when we do the same thing every day, we're not focused on trying to learn something new. We're not focused on what someone is telling us to do. We're not focused on how our body feels in something. We become so familiar with the pattern. We become so familiar with the landscape, uh, what to expect, how to move into something, that we can fall into deeper and deeper layers of something. I hope that that makes sense because again, if you're doing, let's just use a yoga practice, for example, if you're doing a yoga practice and you don't know what to expect and the teacher is just kind of leading you through something, you're focused on the teacher, you're focused on the music, you're focused on the posture. If you return to a practice that you already have memorized and you do that same thing every day at your own pace, you begin to drop deeper and deeper and deeper into the posture, into your mind, into your musculature, into your energetic system. The repetition allows us to go way deeper. And there's this example that one of my teachers used where if we have a rock and we take a cup of water and we pour water all over the rock and we do it diagonally and up and down and side to side, it's only going to do so much. But if we take water and we pour it in the same spot on that rock over time, it will slowly begin to erode to the center of the rock. And so rather it be spiritual practice that we're doing, or if it's a habit that we have in our life, we're going to get that result. Again, if we spend 20 minutes a day practicing something, we're going to fall deeper and deeper and deeper into that practice. If it's drawing, if it's painting, if it's playing the piano, if it's making espresso, you know, your art, your craft, your mission, whatever it is, 
When we offer that discipline and when we offer that consistency, it begins to integrate itself into our system in a way that we wouldn't have if we didn't have consistency. (laughs) It doesn't work if we're not consistent. And obviously I'm very big on this. I'm very passionate about this. I understand the nakshatra of Danishta very well. (laughs) And, uh, you know, even in relationship, right? There has to be consistency. And with our friendships, there has to be consistency. If we're working on a relationship with our family members or even a dog, if we're trying to work with a dog, we have to be consistent. It's like the worst way to train a dog is is the lack of consistency. Um, Pattern, rhythm, showing up, that is the way to success. And Anishta it understands this. This nakshatra understands if you meet any Danishta natives, they really have this kind of quality to them. And they also, I mean, they're very uh, special, shiny people, Danishta natives are. So we can't wait for something to happen. We have to be able to dig deep and kind of build our own rhythm. And so what's covering us up? Because the full moon is a time of that release and it's a time of letting go, what's stopping you? If there's something in your life that you want to be consistent with, spiritual practice or painting or like we talked about earlier, anything that you're working on, uh, spending time with your children, spending time with your pet, what's keeping you from doing it? And how can you, or what really can you release and let go of so that you can create that space in your day um, to reach your goal, to, to attain what is of value to you, rather it be energetic, material, physical, etc. Other than that, it is a super auspicious time to listen to your favorite music, to play music, to um, really tap into the heart, listen to your own intuition, really pay attention to your needs and your desires, and because this nakshatra is associated to sacred sound, it's a very powerful time to listen to your teachers, to listen to those who bestow wisdom, who bestow knowledge. It's a very powerful time to listen to mantra, to listen to sacred texts, to read sacred texts, the words of sacred texts, whatever sacred is for you. You know, it could be the Vedas, it could be uh, the Bhagavad Gita the Bhagavatam, it could be the Bible, it could be the Quran, whatever feels sacred to you. It's a wonderful opportunity to tune in to that vibrational frequency, if you will. And so looking at the rest of the night sky, I want to spend a little bit more time focusing on the moon and then we'll get into some other stuff. But this moon, it is going to be with Saturn. Right, the moon's going to be at 25 degrees, 11 minutes of Danishta. Saturn is at 27 degrees of Danishta, and Saturn is retrograde, so it's almost like Saturn's going to be moving towards the moon as the moon is moving towards Saturn. So there can feel like limitations. There can feel like there's some anxiety. It could feel like there's some heavy pressure. And this is August 11th, but notice the buildup because we can feel the energy of the new moon about a few days before and a few days after. So it doesn't necessarily need to be the day of, but notice what happens around it. Um, there may be some of that, that pressure, there may be extra responsibilities. It could, it could bring up anxiety. It could bring up some more, you know, more challenging thoughts, so to speak, but it's an even more phenomenal time to focus on discipline and dedication and commitment to the rhythms that you want to create your life. 
The sun and Venus are also going to be aspecting this moon. So of course it's a full moon. So the sun is opposing the moon and then Venus is going to be across from the moon as well. And so I spoke a little bit about this on the, um, August horoscope, but with this type of placement, it can certainly bring up issues involving relationship. It could bring up matters around security, insecurity, needing comfort, feeling vulnerable, wanting more structure. And it's a time where some of us may be contemplating what we really need in a long-term relationship, what we really need in order to commit. And we could be single and be thinking this, but we could also be in relationship. And it doesn't mean that we're necessarily questioning the relationship. It could be a time of reevaluating, you know, what needs to be implemented for more security. Security, what needs to be implemented for more nourishment. Things like this could definitely come up, but you know, it is a time where relationships could be a little bit challenged. So I do want you to watch out for that, but ultimately I see it being an opportunity for intimacy. If you want to hear more about that, I do. Um, I went into it a bit more on the August horoscope. Finally, Pluto will be with the moon and Saturn as well. Be mindful of controlling behavior, be mindful of controlling behavior with relationship. Venus is diplomacy in general. So it could be an intimate partner, but it could also be a business partner, friend, family member, etc. Just be mindful with harmony and diplomacy and really trying to be patient and mindful here. Okay. Excellent time for art and creativity. Very, very, very positive. Great time to learn how to cook and offer nourishment to others. So Mars has been in Aries for the last several weeks, and Mars is finally entering Taurus on August 10th. And again, we discussed this before, so I'm sorry if it's redundant, but Mars and Taurus, it is going to bring up issues involving the economy. And because Taurus is a financial sign, it's important to note that any of the earth signs have to do with finances. So while Mars is transiting Taurus, it's going to bring up issues around the economy and money and things of that nature. And so Mars is going to be in Taurus for a while. There will be a span between, let's see, it'll be October 16th until November 13th that it's in Gemini, but pretty much for the rest of the year, other than that span, Mars is going to be in Taurus. So important to note that. What we should also be considering is that Mars and Taurus is the sixth house of the United States chart. This is significant because the sixth house is debt, has a lot to do with money, has to do with enemies, um, has to do with overcoming obstacles. The sixth house isn't art the house, so it's directly associated to wealth. And again, it's directly associated to debt. Mars does not retrograde very often. When Mars chooses to go retrograde, it is definitely something that we can feel on an individual level and a global level as well. So in the global sphere, we will be anticipating, at least here in the United States, to have some issues in the sixth house region. Again, to reiterate, sixth house, enemies, obstacles, debt. Of course, it's also overcoming enemies, overcoming obstacles, overcoming debt. Um, and we're going to see some of that. Okay. And again, I really do want us to be watching the economy and being mindful of the economy on a personal level. If you have planets in Taurus, 
Um, if you have planets in Marigashira, <laughs> Marigashira spans between Taurus and Gemini, this is especially going to impact you. So I do want you to have this on your radar. Mars between these two signs, which speaking of, I will share how this will impact all 12 zodiac signs on my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. I'm doing weekly horoscopes that discuss these transits. Um, but again, for Taurus and Gemini specifically, or at least Margashira specifically, Mars can give extra vitality, strength, vigor, excitement, passion, but it can also bring in excess heat. It can bring pressure. It can bring some irritability, some anger, frustration, and it can certainly bring things like headaches or inflammation, especially if, you know, moon is here or it's your ascendant. So I do want you all to have that on the radar on your radar on a personal level. So please do be mindful of that. We will continue tracking the movement of Mars throughout time. So that is pretty much what I wanted to discuss. Other than that, we have this really interesting period coming up between August 20th and September 16th, where it's going to be pretty powerful. A lot of the planets are going to be in their own signs. The sun is going to be in Leo. Mercury will be in Virgo. Saturn will be in Capricorn. Jupiter will be in Pisces. Again, that's August 20th until September 16th. And usually when we hit a span of time like that, it can be really productive and super powerful for manifestation and creation and bringing things to fruition. So keep that time period in mind. And finally, what I will remind you all of is just the signs of Pisces and Cancer. The signs of Pisces and Cancer right now are receiving some pretty significant aspects. Pisces of course, has Jupiter transiting it. It's being aspected by Saturn. The sign of Cancer is being aspected by Saturn and Jupiter as well. So wherever these signs are placed in your chart, if you look at your chart and you find Cancer and Pisces, these are very powerful points at this time. There's a lot of shift. There's a ton of development. There may be some challenges. There may be some pressure because Saturn brings pressure. It brings challenges for us to overcome challenges for us to work through challenges so that we can become more clear but you know it makes us feel disciplined it makes us feel responsible the planet of jupiter offers us optimism and expansion and the willingness to grow so when these two planets come together it gives us this really cool combination between structure and diligence and then optimism and expansion so we have what it takes to grow things so notice where those two houses are and really be contemplating how your life is shifting around those areas and pay special attention so that you can get the most out of it so that is what i have for this horoscope i hope that you feel more prepared in the upcoming full moon if you'd like to schedule a reading with me you can go to innerknowing.yoga click on offerings and readings if you have any questions you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com my instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast and i will talk to you all very soon again my name is christine rodriguez this is astrology now thank you so much